Hello, hello, friends. This is Dante from the Y Day Podcast. Welcome to season four, episode 27. This is going to be about holding space for someone. Just now found out it has multiple meanings to it. Um, my meaning was it to hold space for someone that is right for you. And usually it could be multiple reasons, like I said, but my reason specifically is opening up that space and giving someone that space, something that you are precious to, to someone special. It could be the right or wrong person, but you'll hear the multiple reasons and definitions on this episode with myself, Kylie and Shirley, Alpha Monk and Red Pill. So let's get into it right now. It's about the power dynamic. Unfortunately, one person always is more into the other person. And as long as it stays that way, the relationship stays together. Um, I think sometimes when the person doesn't know who has the most power in that as, as that aspect, um, they're more afraid to be honest about their emotions. Because if they do let that, let, you know, most of the time it's it's the girl who likes the guy more or who's more in love with the guy and the guy and they don't want to express their emotions. They don't want to give themselves fully because if they do, then to them, they already know that they've given everything. And, you know, if he doesn't reciprocate, then he has all the power and he can leave it at a whim. He could play with her emotions. If he's like that, he can manipulate her in any ways. So I think a lot of people are just really afraid to get hurt. Um, A lot of people are extremely sensitive nowadays. And uh, nobody wants a repeat of a broken heart, you know, or being um, deceived or being cheated on, you know. Mm Some crazy shit. I was like, what was that? And I look outside, and there's two cats like having like a little standoff. <laughs> I was like, 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 Quarantine's messing me up, man. I've just been just on the edge. All right, just kidding. What's going on, guys? <laughs> We're on a uh, Y Day Wednesday. Happy Y Day Wednesday, everybody. Um, this episode is going to be about holding space for the right person. If you guys want to, uh, everyone's like laughing on the comments. How mean I am? I'm so mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm probably not even gonna. I'm probably gonna keep this in in the, in the episode. I'm never gonna edit it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is gonna be about holding space. The last episode, it was just the women on there, right? Yeah. Okay, we did the women one. Okay. You guys want to, fellas, you want to add on to there from the last episode? You know? You guys have anything? (laughs) (laughs) I was not paying attention. (laughs) Oh, man. I just haven't made the time to watch it. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I've been really busy, so. um, Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was the episode about? It was about a. Uh, uh, can't remember. You you were on it. <laughs> it's because we talked about like sexual fetishes and. Yeah, like, we got like distracted. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did you guys go over hobosexual yeah. again? No. no, no, it wasn't about. It's like a recurring theme for a lot of episodes now. The hobosexuals. It was about something else. <laughs> what if that's your kink, etc. Yeah, we're talking about BDSM, etc. How much other shit. Yeah. It was I forgot what the episode was even about. I have to look on my my list, but yeah. so did you guys talk about where specific things were not discussed on the episode? Wait, wait, you guys were both talking at the same time. Sorry. What's up? 
were you guys talking about your specific kinks on that episode? Yeah, like our our, our greatest sexual fantasies. Shout what out were your to top Kylie. fantasies? Kylie and Aunt Shirley, your top yeah. fantasies. Oh, we already know Kylie's one. Kylie's one was the one that's. <laughs> I didn't expect that. She's like, gang bang cream pie? <laughs> <Don't she? laughs> gang bang cream pie at the same time. Like, yo. <laughs> I you didn't know. Gang so bang dumb. cream pie. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, like, multiple how guys. Many, how, many, yeah. how many gentlemen? Like, multiple guys, like, take turns, like, coming in, inside you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, do you, quick question. Quick question for Kylie. Quick question for Kylie. And I promise this is an appropriate question. Do you feel a bit of a rift of trying to portray yourself being wholesome, knowing that your actual kink is something considered less wholesome? Um. No, I still feel wholesome because it's not like <laughs> I'm gonna. It's not like I'm actually gonna pursue this for it to actually happen to me. You know, it's just a. Just a, a I mean, I wouldn't judge. I mean, I just—I don't think she would ever tell anybody if that ever happened. I mean, just, <laughs> that's not something you talk about over candlelight. You know what I'm saying? So it's, <laughs> I'm saying, if, I, if there's multiple dudes, there's a lot of cell phones you got to worry about. Just putting that out there. I'm—I'm—I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm complex. Like, is—is all, all the guys in the room at the same time? Or are they like taking numbers, sitting down, talking to each other? Just uh, go on Pornhub and uh, search gangbang cream pie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what gangbang is. You don't know what that is? I know what it is. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it's her fantasy. I was just trying to get the just, uh, like, details. Just waiting in line. Waiting in line. About to just standing there and naked, but they're all wearing Tim's. Like waiting for them. waiting Tim's. Why do they gotta be black? <laughs> <laughs> no one said they were black. It said they were in Tim's. Yeah, you have white people that you actually wear Tim's. <laughs> Give me, you like, give me a whole of white men that wear Tim boots. Yo, Tim's give you a plus 10 stroke game, so always wear Tim's during sex. Ew. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Plus. I don't. And, and Max don't even count because he's got black in him and he worked at Timberland, so that doesn't even count. You can't even add him. <laughs> the only white dudes wear Timberlands are dudes in New Jersey. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like Italian, so you know they're a little different, man. They they don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I mean, if you guys have fa- you guys can throw your fantasies in there. If you guys yeah, have- what's yeah, what's good with you guys? I already said mine. So. It better be grosser than mine, please. Uh, <laughs> grosser. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> man. Honestly, you know what sounds really crazy? I've always wanted to be that pool boy who got seduced by the lady. Ooh. Second grade, second grade through fifth grade, all my biggest crushes were on my teachers. I mean, you do have a pool, right? I do have a pool. Mm-hmm. Somebody want to come over and pretend they own my house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porno. Episode. But yeah, that was definitely. I was kind of like, it's pretty PG, but for me, it's like, I don't know, like that power dynamic would be nice. It's kind of like, fuck, am I gonna say she owns the house? Like, I don't really have an option. You know, um, out. <laughs> most of the older women who I've been engaged with, like, were my superior in some way. Like, they were either my boss somewhere, or they were like professor when I was in Lospo or something like that. I should say that's cool. But <laughs> when I was went to uh, junior college, or it was a client that I worked with, like, they were always it was always like some service thing, or they were just had some kind of direct role above me i don't know i just women women who aren't afraid to tell me what to do i like that because i'm yeah. I, i'm pretty bossy so when a girl tells me what to do i like that aggressive woman yeah that explains a lot actually hard to find yeah it is well i don't think they're hard to find i think just a lot of them who can be that are afraid to be that with men Right, yeah. I think there are a lot of women who actually are assertive about what they want, but when they're in the presence of an alpha male, they're like afraid they're going to turn him off. <laughs> most men don't like that, right? <laughs> and so you have these like these wholesome pretenders, and I'm stealing this word from a guy named Alan Roger Curry. Uh, he writes a lot about uh, effective communi- effective masculine communication, but he talks a lot about wholesome pretenders, right? Girls who 
pretend they're really, really sweet to get these guys. And then they feel like they can't actually be quote unquote sexually deviant with these guys to keep them around and stuff like that. So mm. more aggressive or assertive things like that. So it's just this weird thing. Okay. Well, what about what you? About you? Awesome. Yeah. Alpha, you there? Me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already did mine on last episode. You didn't, I didn't know. I don't know what yours is. What is yours? Uh, you know, it's something small. None, none like Kylie's level. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was like, man, I should just rethink it. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just thinking too small. <laughs> I don't know really. Uh, I've tried. I've tried to make all of my fantasies fantasies come true through time so oh damn the only ones i have are ones that are kind of impossible like five to six women like a harem and not uh, impossible it, it's i haven't done it but i know it's not impossible it's possible but you know that that that's probably what it would be yeah you know five and six of us all taking ecstasy rolling around in baby oil and feathers and shit yeah i'm pretty sure there's a craigslist answer that. <laughs> that's very that's very that's very doable <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It probably is. So it's kind of yeah. I don't think that'll ever happen in my life, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. <laughs> but guys came in. We're gonna do a game bang on you, and we're not gonna pull out. She's gonna be like, "Oh, this is really." Uh, the pimps don't come off. <laughs> <laughs> this is really gonna happen, huh? <laughs> Just to adding the cherry on the top. All right. Well, appreciate right. you guys saying that. That was pretty much what it wasn't even about the topic we were talking about. But, you know, I think I was the only one that kind of piqued everyone's interest that episode. So this one's going to be, was it? Oh, Holy Space for the Right Person. I put it in my topic on here. It didn't show up. Um, all right. So we can get into it. Buzzwords. <laughs> I always, I never, I, I don't miss it this time. I put it the first thing on here on this, on our show notes. Love and comfortable. Yeah. Wow. So two words you don't, what? What do you mean? What do you mean, wow? Those are some good ass words. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I definitely would have used those immediately. <laughs> so, new people listening to our episode, buzzwords are certain words that we say. And if we say, we get on a hot seat and we get asked personal questions. So it's like three questions, I think. And we ask sometimes the audience. All right. Clearing that out. Holding space. Questions I want to ask for all of you guys. Um, during this time, I know that we are all kind of going through quarantine. We're kind of holding space for just small, smaller people. I'm not sure for me. You're holding space for certain people. Um, I don't know if it requires a maturity level or is it something you just decide to do. But what does that mean to you guys, holding space for someone? I'll start with Markel. Yeah. Uh, He's had a lot to say about it. <laughs> all right. Hold. What does that mean for me, holding space? Yeah, for, for someone or... Space. You guys... We uh, all have a mutual friend named Jay Floetic. And uh, he first explained holding space to me. I've been pretty much using his definition ever since. Oh. Even though other definitions have come up. It's the idea of when you want something with somebody, you just allow that thing to happen and you allow yourself to be in situations where opportunities arise for things to happen, right? Let's say you are a young 23-year-old guy and you want to get laid. So if you are holding space to find someone who's willing to have sex with you, you probably want to go out more often be more attached to communicating. So, you know, be on your phone just a little bit more, replying to people, trying to set up dates. You should be trying to attract mates, right? Working out, trying to stay healthy, talking to more girls. Like you're doing things that are conducive to what you want when you're leaving your holding space open. Man, yeah. I almost uh, saw on the buzzwords like four times in that. Yeah. <laughs> so you but yeah, that's, that's for me. It's just allowing things to happen and, and leaving space open for that thing to happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Shirley, what do you think? <laughs> What's holding space for you? Same? You agree? Disagree? Um, <laughs> I see holding space as like as like a parking lot. And 
each individual person you make a connection with gets to occupy that space in your your heart and energy and um yeah that, that's what holding space means to me is just like okay there's this person and he deserves some of my attention or sexual energy or whatever and yeah it's like putting them in a compartment almost if that makes sense yeah yeah i like that, I like that. <laughs> okay I that. yeah I yeah, I, I agree. Okay, uh, Alpha Monk. <laughs> you, you had nothing to say about this. This is gonna be funny. You're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's just because what I was, um, what I learned uh, holding space was uh, years ago, was that you're having ample space for a partner coming into your life, and it's a non-biased space. You know, you have no judgment of their past. You have no judgment of where they're going in their life as long as it's positive and you're opening that up and you're keeping that um, basically as a balance of power. That's what I was, <clears throat> that's what I learned. Okay. Okay. You agree with everything, Kylie? No disagreements? Okay. All right. Um, I agree with it. Um, but for me, holding space is uh, how you spend time with that person. Um, like how much time you're investing in that person and how much time that person is taking up your time and what time that you're willing to sacrifice for this person and also like is this person holding space for you in return equally or is it unbalanced you know i don't know for me space is time yeah how would you uh how would you know the other person's holding the same space for you based on actions or what they say or is it just both yeah, it's always actions. It's always actions. People talk a lot of game um, and will lie to you, but it's always like how they show up to occupy that space in like material reality that you always have to go by. So like um, being like being like frequent, um, frequently spending time with them, taking them out on dates, having, you know, really intense sexual experiences like and being consistent with it that's how you take up space in someone's life versus like oh i'm here for you girl <laughs> right no so sense. yeah there's i think it's actions people, there's a lot of people who hold space for so many people and like they're just i don't know how they do it like four or five people they're just like giving so much time and effort i, I think it can be exhausting but you know some people can do it I'm not sure what you guys' thoughts on that because we see a lot of people who like who hold space for just so many, so many people. I think that's definitely uh, one of those like you can't pour from empty cup situations. Yeah, I think those people who consistently hold space for a lot of people, a number of their relationships are probably rewarding, and a number of the relationships are probably built on shared experiences, built on honesty. Uh, they've overcome the test of time, or they've overcome. Uh, different obstacles and so it's like it's mutually beneficial right so they might hold space for some people who don't fill their cup up much but the other people are filling the cup up a lot and so they can distribute that evenly okay, mm -hmm. okay. i think uh compartmentalizing is important you should always have a really small inner circle very small inner circle one or two people um and those people should have your back and uh when it comes to an actual romantic partner uh respect and actions through that is very important. Um, that's pretty much the number one because if they have ultimate respect for themselves and for you, then they're going to give their all to you, and then you know, vice versa. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's. I agree. Um, question. Now we have a. So here we go. All right. What are some general reasons why dating doesn't go the way we imagine when we hold space for who we want? I just I just read about this in the book that I'm reading by uh, the guy that I mentioned, and he was like 95% of the time when your dating experience is not going the way you wanted it to go, it's because you didn't state your intentions clearly enough. Yes! And I'm having to face this in my own personal life because I have always been somebody who's always used like bold confidence but also ambiguity at the same time. And I always thought that was just game, and I'm coming to learn now that 
some people might find that a bit manipulative. Yeah. I didn't consider it that way because my intentions were always honest and I always acted how I wanted to act, but apparently there was still some mix up, you know? So I definitely believe it's, you didn't clearly say it. And it's, it's always awkward. It's always weird. It's never going to be this thing that just flows, but it's something as simple as like, Hey, look, you want a couple of dates. I really like you. I don't want this to be a hit and quit thing. I want to date you. Yeah. You don't have to be monogamous right now, but that's where I want to go. Yeah. And then at that point, you kind of just got to be like, all right, they're either going to reciprocate or they're just going to say, oh, look, I'm just trying to be a casual fling. And then you have to make a decision for yourself. Yeah. It also comes down to, are you actually dating because you're lonely? Or are you actually dating because you actually want to meet somebody who will benefit your life and you'll benefit theirs? Okay. Uh, and a lot of people are dating just because they're lonely. Or they just want to experience that dating through Instagram or through whatever. Right. And when they do that, they kind of, it falls apart really fast. And you don't get what you want. So one of the things that I really liked from what both of you guys were saying was like, um, you basically have to check in with yourself first and be responsible for yourself first and know what you want first before you ask that from somebody else. Because if you don't know that, then like things get really confusing. Um, like Markel was saying like, um, I mean, I, if I don't explain what my intentions are to another person and like, you're just like going with the flow, like you can imagine you're not on the same page or like if your intentions are like, I'm just trying to fill you up. Like, I just need you to like fill this void inside of me cause I'm lonely and you don't communicate that. Like you can imagine how fucking toxic that relationship's going to be. Right. Where <laughs> someone is like thinking they're building a connection and you're just using this person because like, they're like a rehab center almost. Um, well, be realistic. A lot of people don't even set their intentions for their day. They just go. That's true. Their reaction and action. So they, some people don't even know how to set intentions or know what intentions are. They're just going with the flow. And they yeah. do that when they date, they get horny. So they're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna try to find me a girl. I, you know, I have had sex in two months. So find me a chick tell her whatever i need to tell her and then once i get what i want all that's gonna drain out and i'm not really gonna give a shit about her that's yeah. a person who has no intentions whatsoever within the day so can't yeah. expect that person to actually be someone of value you know? yeah the whole, the whole thing is you want to find a high value man so. okay okay you guys said some good views um we'll ask some questions here let's see a Kim ass holding space for like waiting for the right person. That's a good question. There's some people who are holding space for the right person, but they're just not there. Yeah. Like, I'm at that point now where I'm holding space for the right person. So it's just like, oh, you know. I'm actually at the opposite point where I realized that I really shouldn't hold space. I'm not willing to like maintain. Wow. Like, I shouldn't hold space for people or I'm not going to like consistently maintain this relationship or I'm not going to put in the amount of effort they expect me to put in, or I love them to believe I'm going to put it. That makes sense. The last thing you said, I didn't hear it. Um, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to leave space open for people who think I'm going to put more effort in than I'm actually going to put in. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just... if this person thinks I'm going to do A, B, and C, and it's like, man, you're about to get like a lowercase A, then I probably shouldn't, you know, <laughs> probably just shouldn't. You're not really looking for anything serious right now at the moment. No, I, I think I, I'm someone who enjoys romance. I do like going on dates and stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, I do have a high libido to manage. And it's kind of like, it's, I just realized like, I don't think that's currently going to be satisfied by one person because then I'll kind of emotionally invest in that person and I don't want to. Right. Not to the extent to maintain that. It's a tough one, man, and 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 so people have our guard up, and we're just like, I'm not gonna open up my space until I'm ready, or they're gonna have experiences where they have expectation of what that space is to them, and it could be different from someone else too. Right. Like some people like want like a piece of the cake, and then some other people want the whole cake. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's happened before. It's a lot of that. Like, well, I'm giving you all this. This is my time, my effort. My money, all this is going into. I'm giving you so much, like my space. You're going to, you know what I mean? And I, I'm right. very to myself, and it's for someone who doesn't understand that. It's like, oh, okay. So I think it does recall involve communicating 
the communication comes in the, in the beginning of everything too so yeah but what if you don't want to scare that person off or is that is that just the risk that you take when you like um are setting your intentions because i think it was on this podcast where we said like don't don't try to like tell someone you're looking to like do x y and z and <laughs> have a whole list of like oh, okay i want to get married in like three years like yeah. i thought this was a podcast where we said like don't do that so conversation to have in the beginning it's a good conversation i think to talk about i wouldn't say throw everything out there like i want to get married have this boom 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 um, that does I mean, that is true. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah i think that's like like a third or fourth day conversation like, because one, like, there's no point in telling somebody what you yeah. are exactly looking for on the first date because you might hate them in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> right? Like, you might, because, I mean, assuming this happens like the normal, I guess your normal, not my normal, different generations here, right? When <laughs> you're out and about, someone sees you, they come talk to you, they like you, you exchange numbers, you only talk for maybe like two hours total for about the course of two or three days. You guys go on a date. The date's great. On the second day, you guys go out. It's pretty great. On the third day, you guys go out. You're probably going to have sex on the third day. And then it's like at that point, it's like we just had sex. And either I want this thing or I want that thing. And so you have to find a good enough way of how to bring that up. But that also comes with social intelligence. You just have to know how to say it. How would you say it? Let's say I'm a woman, right? And I just met the love of my life. Just tall, light-skinned brown young guy oh he's light skins man <laughs> come on man at least he's consistent and them light skins and it's all i'm laying in his bed we just finished and i'm like you know i don't want well if i went there after sex that'd be fucking weird the next day you just say hey look like i liked how things were going and i want to continue seeing you right and then maybe we go on another date and you just i'm probably the fourth or fifth day you would say look like i I'm thinking about something a bit more serious. I just want to know where your head is at. Oh, run away. Dang. I mean, it's like on the fourth date, though. It's like at that point, it's like, all right, yeah, no, run it's away. Ghost. I think you should allow two to th- one to three dates to really vet that person before you even know what you want. You know, that person just came up to you, ran game, and you gave them your number. Yeah. And, you're, and at the same time, too, when it comes to, like, holding space, it's like don't give all the space you have to that one person you just met. Exactly. If they're promising, you give them a little chunk, right? You give them a little, a little corner, right? Yeah. Maybe two or three squares. But you should still kind of keep your eye on the field and still play the field and still focus on you until you've clearly stated what you want and that person's either reciprocated or told you what they want and you can acquiesce to that. Hell yeah, Marco. I feel this. This well, is why. Do you agree with them? I 100% agree. I think. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you just think about it in terms of like effectiveness of time, you meet four people, you don't know what kind of connection you're going to have. If you give them X amount of tension, like attention, time, whatever, whatever, you have a higher chance of meeting someone you really want to be with than using like that same amount of time and focusing on one person, right? Right. And it's like, and the person you really <laughs> want to be with and the person you're good with, they'll show it. They'll, they will show you. Yeah. Okay. At least they should, yeah. They should. Yeah. They should. Yeah. They should. <laughs> I mean, we hope so. We okay. ideally hope so, but like a lot of play There's games. There's only one person that you want to be with. Dang. And the other guys are just like, whatever. And you don't really want to waste their time or waste your time because you're not really into them anyway. Okay. I would say genuinely ask yourself, how realistic are you being? And if you think you are being 100% realistic and you are 100% ready to accept whatever possible consequences may happen, whatever time you might lose, then go for it 100%. That's okay. all I can say about that. Got another question here. Um, how can you turn around a situation that isn't serving you? Communicate. Communication? And communicate. Did I say it fast enough? <laughs> Just say, hey, I don't like how this is going. Can we talk about this? And the response will pretty much answer your question before you ask it. Okay, but what if, okay, what if we initially agreed on being, like, friends with benefits, right? Right. And after some time, like, I'm catching feelings and I want to, like, turn the situation around. 
you would say have that conversation just like be like okay like I want to be with you or would you would you try to maintain the like I guess in that ideally situation can you break down what the steps would be what's so the truest thing to yourself would be you want a relationship with this person right like that's the truest to the core feeling you're feeling is I want to be yes. monogamous to this person or at least romantic more romantic to this person yes so you just tell them like hey look like I really enjoy what we're having and I I understand this kind of might mess things up but this is kind of how I'm feeling about you and this is where I kind of want us to go it's a hard conversation but it's That's like a hard conversation it's a very hard conversation but it's gonna be less than a minute long It'll be less than two minutes long if you say just like that I like where this is going I understand this might mess things up this is how I feel about you and this is where I would like this to go what are your thoughts on this and they might give you some roundabout um I don't really know right now. I'm waiting on this thing. I just don't have the time right now. The response is the response. Right? Yeah. And then the ball's kind of in their courts. You tell them, well, look, either we can continue this thing. I'm just, just, just trying to pressure them to be romantic with you. Right? Or you just kind of got to cut that off and be like, all right, well, look, I don't want to put either of us in a weird situation. We can stay friends. We can stay social. But maybe this shouldn't be physical anymore. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm in a situation good. now, give you some con- like, anecdotal context, where it was like it was purely romantic and it wasn't physical, right? And I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it a lot. I Now I'm at a point where I want it to be physical, right? Mm-hmm. Because logistically, we can hang, I mean, this person can hang out more often. And uh, it would definitely change the dynamic of what I said I wanted. And then... I, it still wouldn't become the thing that I think that person would prefer. So I'm in a weird position now where it's like, do I speak up and, and effectively just kind of give this person like kind of some level of an ultimatum? Or do I just kind of just, you know, take that L and realize I made this bed and I'm going to sleep in it want to continue talking to this person? Yikes. But then, how, like, then you're going to get caught up in this cycle of, like, what are we? That ambiguity thing we were talking about earlier? <laughs> like... That's, well, the thing is, we know what we are right now. But yeah, the I, exactly. I change it, and now we're like, it's weird. And we, but that's on me. Uh, as someone who needs to be an effective communicator to succeed in life, that's on me to be like, hey, uh, this is what I'm, what I'm thinking. And this is what I would like to happen. And yeah. I don't want it to be weird if it does happen. I don't want to mislead you and think something else is going to happen. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, as a man, women... Don't expect to hear that, but that's what she wants to hear. Yeah, I agree. I think in the moment you feel like um, you're ready to change things up, it's it's your responsibility to communicate that for sure. I mean, I right. put me on that. We were uh, one day at the store, and I forget he told me he was like, "Once you know, it's your responsibility." Like that was it. it was like once you know, that's wow, that's your job. Hmm. All right, man. Okay, spend some knowledge out here. Uh today <laughs> Red pill, man. once you swallow you can't unswallow it um in what ways are men and women not taking emotional responsibility for who they hold space for kind of what we talked about right in what ways are men and women not taking emotional responsibility right what do you think kylie yeah kylie. Or alpha monk, you guys spoke the least yeah well, I think um, it's just being afraid of being honest with how you really feel, um, being afraid that person will, you know, it would scare them away if you really told them, like, how, um, how much they mean to you, you know? So I think it's, uh, it's just being afraid of talking about your feelings with them. I think uh, it's about the power dynamic. Unfortunately, one person always is more into the other person. And as long as it stays that way, the relationship stays together. Um, I think sometimes when the person doesn't know who has the most power in that, as as that aspect, um, they're more afraid to be honest about their emotions. Because if they do let that let, you know, most of the time it's, it's the girl who likes the guy more or who's more in love with the guy the guy and they don't want to express their emotions they don't want to give themselves fully because if they do then to them they already know that they've given everything and you know if he doesn't reciprocate 
and he has all the power and he can leave it at a whim. He could play with her emotions. If he's like that, he can manipulate her in any ways. So I think a lot of people are just really afraid to get hurt. Um, a lot of people are extremely sensitive nowadays and uh, nobody wants a repeat of a broken heart, you know, or being um, deceived or being cheated on, you know. Mm -hmm. But would you say that if you're somebody who has practiced and worked on effective communication, you have a bit of social intelligence, so you know what good timing is, that the chances of you being cheated and heartbroken just decrease dramatically? I think so, yeah. I think once you, because you're supposed to learn from your mistakes, right? And right. learn from experience. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people are very habitual. And they'll just go right. with the same routine, same type of guy, same type of girl, same type of is issues over mm -hmm. and over. But they won't learn from the core problems. And it all, it all comes back to you, right? Everything starts with you. Right. You know, it's like a ripple in a pond. It starts from the middle and it spreads out. So everything starts with you. It has to be respect with you. So if you respect, you learn all your mistakes. You learn what to look for. And you have that open space to bring someone in and not judge them. If you can have that emotional intelligence and that dating experience, then I think you'll have a really good relationship, you know, to begin with. But uh, yeah, I think if, if you learn your, through those experiences and your mistakes, then you are a little bit um, advantageous in that area. Okay, okay. It's been some facts out here, man. I like this. I like this. I hope it's helping everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, this is uh, <laughs> kind of one of those topics I wanted to bring up, too. I'm like, man, you know, we're getting, we're getting to the age where space is, like, very precious to us. And um, who we give it out to. We got to kind of be careful who we do give it out to sometimes. Like I said, we don't want to get hurt. Some most people are scared to get hurt. Others are sensitive right. in a way. Um, we just have to keep that, uh, hold ourselves accountable on that, even when you're in a relationship. But would you... Let's say, like, just quick, I don't know if this is going to be, like, an aside or take us off topic. Let's talk about dating a time waster, right? Or getting involved with people who, like, waste your time, who are, like, manipulative, right? Ooh, okay. I, just real quick, I, I was introduced to an idea today, and it seems so elementary, but I've never, like, you ever read something, and it's, like, somebody finally puts a system and a structure to what you were thinking? Like, you, you intuitively knew this, and you inherently knew this, but you just didn't have a system and structure for it. So, yes. I'm reading this book by um, Alan Roger Curry. He has these three books, and um, I, I bought all three of them. And I'm reading the first one in the series. And, uh, and he kind of talks about, like, when you are the kind of person who embodies the masculine, right? The masculine is direct, straightforward communication, strict emotional intelligence, strict intentions. Like, you shoot to kill, right? And you're just not the kind of person to be afflicted easily by anything. Like, the amount of times you get played and manipulated, it just drops dramatically. So when you are somebody who is emotionally responsible and you've practiced uh, straightforward communication, right, and you have a bit of social adeptness, like, you don't see those kinds of people really getting played. I mean, think of all the men and women you know who are consistently in bad relationships, always end up getting friend-zoned, or who have been cheated on more than twice, Right you'll kind of find this pattern of these people are people who maybe may not be the most effective communicators. They might be great people, but they're not actually the most effective communicators and they may not be the most shoot to kill kind of people. And so, so now I'm wondering if being an effective communicator and being good at telling somebody what you think and what you want when the time is right, does that dramatically decrease your chance of getting played or getting hurt? Because manipulative people don't want to date strong people. True. Manipulative people don't want to date someone who's confident. And it's like, so when you're confident and when you're a good communicator, they kind of just weed themselves out. In a yeah, way. I agree to an extent. Like, not everyone you date is a fucking fuckboy manipulator trying right. to abuse you um, person. You do have to take some responsibility. And right. I absolutely agree that if you don't explain and go after what you want, like, you end up in very like repetitive situations like alpha monk was saying so like yeah i do agree to, with that to an extent right and i still like i just read that recently and so i'm still like does this make sense to me so i just want, I want to introduce that to you guys and see what you guys thought about that i mean i think the people who are most insecure in the relationship are the ones who usually get cheated on 
because they're the ones who constantly nag. They're the ones who constantly text, call. They're so afraid that they someone somewhat, sorry, inadvertently push that person towards cheating uh, most of the time. Um, just like Ann Shirley said, not everybody, you know, you don't always end up with fuck boys or sluts or whatever like that. But even the people who are decent or mostly decent who do cheat, it's usually because they're pushed indirectly because of the other person is so concerned or they're so insecure or they're so afraid. I mean, I, cause that, that almost puts like the blame on the other person. Cause like, even in that situation, like you can still break up with the person. Like you don't have yeah, to. How many times do people actually do that? Like you think about it, like women, it takes, it, it's from my experience, a lot of ladies do not break up easily, especially if they invest a lot of emotions into that person. They'll take a lot of hits, you know, not uh, metaphorically speaking, uh, before they actually break up with that person. I know I've had female friends who've been with the guy and he's like just a horrible dude. He doesn't hit him or anything, but he's just an asshole. He's just constantly yeah. doing shit. He's constantly, uh, you know, complaining about the dude, but it just takes so much. And then finally, a year and a half, two years later, she breaks up with him. And then she's agreeing <laughs> to all the shit that she told her, you know, a year before. Yeah. So it's, like, it, it's that type of situation. You know, you can tell yeah. somebody until your face turns blue, but they won't. They won't do anything until I mean, they experience I mean, themselves. When a woman is in love with the potential and not with the person that they're with, you know. Yeah, I mean? that's hella true. Also, just to piggyback off what you were saying earlier, like if you, you, I think your thoughts create your reality, right? Like if you think certain things, it's gonna happen. So if you strongly believe your dude's cheating on you and you have to like, you're thinking this way, you're gonna act in a way where there's it breeds distrust in a relationship. And that creates the reality. So, like, yep. yes, um, I I agree with you to an extent. Like, yeah, you are responsible for yourself and your thinking and your actions, and you can in our you can create an environment where, like, yeah, someone does feel like I might as well fucking cheat. You already think I'm gonna cheat on you? What's gonna happen? She already thinks I cheat already, so I might as well just put it. I might as well. Uh, whatever. I've heard some of my homies say that, like, like, man, she's been saying I was cheating, so I was like, fuck it. You know, she already think I'm doing it, so I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, mm. I. Uh, when uh, dudes do that, it's like you already want to do it. <laughs> when someone's like that, like, well, he hey. made me do it, or he did it first. It's, you already think about it. There's all a quote. Don't play. play. He's already no. on that boat. There was a quote that said, well, if you stare yourself long enough, you see yourself become a villain. So. Oh, man. Talking about, so. All right. So what was the next question? I'm about to take some topics. All right. Not... I, I, I got a question. Um, hey, guys. We're going to take a 30-second pause and to jump into some other content. We'll jump right back into the episode right after this in a bit. Stay tuned. Hey guys, just giving you guys a quick reminder that we have a website for Y Day Podcast. It's on www.ydaypodcast.com where we have all the platforms where all this episode is on. And we're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and we're also on uh, Spotify. So, and we also actually have this video, um, the episode of the video, on our YouTube channel, on the Y Day Podcast web, uh, YouTube channel, which is also in that website. And we have a Patreon website as well. Now, if you guys want to donate $5 a month, is we're going to give you guys the all-exclusive behind-the-scenes content where 30, 45 minutes prior, before the episode, we're going to have a Q&A, a live Q&A with the guest speaker that we have here. Sometimes we typically have dating coaches. We have motivational speakers on here. So any questions you guys want to ask, feel free to do that. Go on to It's also on the Patreon website on our our on our Y date podcast episode and just put it in there. And, or if you want to just become a Patreon and get all the exclusive content, it's also in there too, as well. And let's get back into the episode. Why do we continue to hold space for people when they are, have shown they don't want you? Why do we continue to hold space for people who have shown they don't want us? Yeah. Uh, I'm not what I was just saying. You know, you, yeah. if you, you invest so much emotion and time, you kind of don't want to get, you know, it's like a, <laughs> it's, 
it's like a job you don't really like, but you, you, get, you haven't found another job yet. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's fun, but right, sometimes right. you know, get that nostalgia. So you yeah. don't want to leave it yet. You know, yeah. you see these nice jobs when you're walking out sometimes, but. Man, damn, why could I get that job? <laughs> it's crazy, you know, just. You know? And you think it might be a thing. It's something else your own confidence. Your own confidence, basically. Grass you know? is never green you on the other side. You can't leave that person, right. even though they're that, that horrible, and you can't leave that person. That's because, you know, you don't feel good enough about yourself that you can just leave that relationship and find somebody else. Yeah. What's down to. That's true. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, well, you know, I guess it's they're just invested. Once they're in, they're in. So it's like, that makes sense. They have that small bit of hope that they would change their minds. They can turn around, yeah. Oh, hope. He'll change. He'll change. I swear. Potential. Uh, hope, huh? What is what is that got us, huh? <laughs> well, you know, hope <laughs> what is, that is like us? hope is literally possibly the strongest emotion of all time. I've, I've had yeah. hope before. I have hope like, many times. And it's just <laughs> like like hope is like the savior and the destroyer of everything. It's <laughs> human. Uh, hope is is I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh god, here we go. <laughs> I feel conflicted with that with that word. <laughs> There's potentials and you just find out like uh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> you know, you're for rude awakening, man. Once they're not you know, hope will not pay the bills. Hope does not pay the bills. It's yeah, you can't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or when, I heard it one time where it was like when you're when you're dating somebody and they really want to be with you and you're just kind of showing them that they shouldn't be into you, you say they're smoking hopium. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm just talking about your hopium. You're high on hopium. Man, man. <laughs> like, or, or when someone's like making a really stupid plan, you just know it's not going to work. They're smoking hopium. Because like, there's yeah. no way it's going to work out for them. Jenny commented on here. She said, when a person's trying to parallel park into your space, but they suck at parking, so they're trying to practice parallel park to get it right. Damn. <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> I guess <laughs> metaphor. She's in the <laughs> metaphor. I was like, oh, she she must be going to some things. Do you guys? Um, I want to add that um, sometimes you can be so in love with someone that all the bad things about them, like you just don't see them because you're just blinded by love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you said the buzzword. Oh, she said. I knew someone's gonna say it. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I wrote the buzzword questions. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh shoot, we she made buzzword questions. All right, so I think it's the first time I ever said it, the buzzword. <laughs> no, you said it before, once before. I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, if you were an interview, your ex right now, what would what would they say about you? If you that's the buzzword. If you would interview your ex right now, what would they say about you? I would hope they would say good things about me. Um, I mean, uh, my last relationship was a long distance relationship. Um, um, I live, you know, in the Bay Area and um, he lived in Toronto. So uh, we tried our best to see each other uh, at least once every month. But, you know, uh, we were together for eight months and that ended up adding up to a lot of money. So um, I think... uh, towards like the end of our relationship, we started realizing, you know, like this isn't really gonna work. Like it's gonna be really hard to see each other. And um, I think we both deserve to have someone who's present, you know? So um, yeah, I think I would hope he'd have nice things to say about me. I mean, we didn't end it hating each other, you know, and but I haven't spoken to him since we broke up. But he wasn't the type of person to um, talk to any of his exes. so. I don't see why like I would be any different. So yeah, I don't really talk to him. So I don't know what he would really say, but hopefully it's something good. Okay. Uh, what do you guys have to see? You guys have any questions that's not in here? I do. I have a question. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. It's a two-parter, but you got to answer it. <laughs> How would your most recent sexual partner rate you on a scale of one to 10 in bed? And how would you rate that partner on a scale of one to 10 in bed? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. It's all cool. No one has one Instagram. You're fine. Um, <laughs> no one has one Instagram. You're fine. <laughs> Off the record. How would he rate me? So how would he rate you? And then how would you rate him? Um, I would hope I would be like at least an eight. Okay. 
him. Um, maybe like a seven. Why? <laughs> oh, what? You're an eight, but he's a seven. <laughs> girl picks eight. Forever number. I feel like eight's the only number girls pick. Because it's not too humble and it's not too cocky. Everyone's like, I'm like an eight. I'm like a seven. Eight, seven ish. Five is average. 7.5 ish. <laughs> but um, I, I didn't always finish every time. Oh, okay. So, what would be the ratio of man finishes to women finishes? And you'd be like, this is like the lowest ratio that I think is acceptable. Um, you mean based on how many times we've done it? How many times he orgasms versus how many times you orgasm? It was like a one-to-one, like a two-to-one. Like what would be the lowest or the greatest inequality you would accept? Um, probably like a, like a two-to-five. Damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Hey. Pretty deep, but all right. All right. Hey, at least, um, even though he didn't, I didn't finish with him. Like, I could still, I could still fantasize about it when I masturbate, and I could make myself finish. Oh. Uh, or you fantasize for the other fantasy. <laughs> the, <game of> <laughs> <laughs> the other fantasy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you guys have any other questions? It's not on here. I already answered mine on here. I just use this is my like my my guide for questions. But if you guys got one, by all means. Uh, how do you handle jealousy or insecurity in a relationship? Um, whenever I feel jealous, I always, you know, stop myself from overreacting first. I always think about why am I jealous? Like, what is causing this emotion? You know, um, sometimes uh, I would like write it down, you know, just to, to work through it. Cause, cause I don't want to show the person that I'm jealous over something like really stupid or something. And then they get upset about it. But if it's something like really serious that, that would kind of validate my jealousy, then I would communicate it with the person. Okay. Uh, you're, um, out of your fantasy, what would the ethnicities be for all of those guys and why? Oh my gosh. Based on what we said, Timberland Boots is was the idea. <laughs> True, but I want to know her. Okay. Well, yeah. So let's, say, let's, say it'd be four, let's say it'd be four of them. So what, what, what are the ethnicities on that? Stupid. Um, I would say uh, one from every ethnicity. Uh, <laughs> Just... <laughs> yes! Okay, so do we have do we have time for one more question for Kylie? One more? One more. One more. It has to do with the fans. Question. One more. That's the question. If all of those guys were your favorite celebrities, who would they be? Stupid. There you go. Oh, you uh you were breaking up when you were asking. I didn't hear you. Can you hear me now? Am I clear enough? Yeah. All right. So the gentleman you would be involved with, let's say there's four of them. If they're all A-list celebrities, who would they be? Hmm. Okay, Michael B. Jordan for sure. <laughs> knew it. When I said Tim, because I knew it. So, all right. I knew he was one of them. <laughs> um, Nick Jonas. Okay. Um, who else? I don't know. This is tough. I don't really like have celebrity crushes. She just okay. Just real quick, like. Can you just imagine having Michael B. Jordan and Nick Jonas side by side? <laughs> having them both naked, like that'd be so such a dichotomy. It should be so awful. When I'm singing, when I'm shadow boxing. <laughs> yeah, it's like Well, have you weird. now like the dude's like ripped. Like he's Oh, I'm thinking Joe Jonas. I'm sorry. Nick no, Jonas. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a long straight one. Yeah, he's more built. Right to the Indian girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Said Jackie still, Chan. it's like, I feel Someone like the energy is totally different. Someone said Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I know who that is. I'm not going to put your name out here, but, you know, I, I know who you are. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I don't know if you guys have, I think we're, that was the last question, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll pop it to, <laughs> we're almost kind of running out of time here. So we're going to pop it to the last question. Well, I said my other fantasy and not the one that I said on camera. Nope. Too late. We already know your fantasy now. It's already out. <laughs> we know now. <laughs> um, okay. 
So how can you successfully achieve relationships with people and still get what you want? I'm going to take a wild guess here. I think the way to do that is to communicate. Oh, shit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But maybe the way to get what you want with somebody is to tell them what you want. Yeah. Being straight up about what you want, being honest, respectful, being a real person, maybe. No manipulations. Like, I always have this really funny idea about communication, especially when it comes to sex. Like, you know, the common joke is that men can't find the clit, right? That's the joke. That's the... No, that's the reality. So... How different would this world be if a girl was like, babe, 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 it's right here. Like, just once. And then just you once. think you're a whore! No, 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 no. Imagine you're doing it. Oh, baby, that feels good. Oh, no, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Okay, look, 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 look. Just look, just look. Right here. And he would never miss it ever again. And if you broke up, he would never miss it on another woman ever again. <laughs> Why Actually, isn't this it, happening? It boils down to a lot of young dudes. Well, just, put it on a lot of young dudes just don't like going down because when I first started going down, I just paid attention. And when I touched it, she, you know, her body reacted. And I was like, oh, shit, what's that? <laughs> And I kept touching it, and after sure. like two minutes, sure. you know, she almost squeezed my head off. But it's you know, <laughs> just the body, and you'll figure out all her spots. <laughs> and it's not really that hard as if you're looking for it. Talking about not spots. That's the spot. That is the number one spot. That is the bull. That's not some like far left trick shot. That is the bullseye. Like just, I'm sorry. If you're with a man you care about, and he's not doing it right there. Just tell him once. I promise you, it's not because he doesn't want to. He literally just doesn't know. Okay. She said, she said yeah. we got a comment here. She said, some can't follow directions. Not all pussies the same. Thank yeah. you, whoever said that. <laughs> comfortable with communicating what you like. You know? Yeah, and you have to be comfortable with pussies, him. You can't just go in like, ah! like <laughs> Oh, no, no. You go in and, you know, it's kind of like a blind person. So you go in and you touch very gently, look around, you kiss around very gently. You listen to her body. You know, you have one hand on her thigh, the other hand probably on her breast, and then, you know, she'll she'll let you know by her breathing, and, you know, if she's grabbing onto one of your hands, she'll let you know that way. Just, you know, feel her body, man. It's not that hard. Shit. <laughs> Coming from the guy with astral planes. You got your people out here. Well, why do you think I get them to astral planes? Yeah. <laughs> yes! So I'll, leave I'll their body, and then come back. <laughs> yes! I'm going to modify one of the questions. On, on the buzzword questions for like an open discussion. How, what is the nicest way to tell somebody their private parts smell bad? <laughs> I didn't write private parts on there. I just I thought I was gonna modify it. I thought I was gonna modify it. Right. <laughs> what is the nicest way to tell someone their private parts smell bad? So hey, I thought, let's I think, take a shower. Like it's better when we enter the bed clean. <laughs> I mean if it's a dude I would say if it's a guy, just be straight up with them. You know, I mean, his feelings might get a little bit hurt, but he'll get over it pretty fast. So with guys, it's kind of easy. Just like, you know, hey, babe, you know, your balls is kind of salty smelling or whatever, you know, and he'll clean it up. <laughs> but with women, I think it's a little bit more difficult. I was playing basketball with the boys last night. Pretty, so, you know, yeah. who knows? So the thing Wait, about the, uh, the thing off. about vaginas are they're very sensitive, right? And it doesn't take a lot to throw them off balance. And oftentimes, like, if your sexual partner is, here's a good example, cheating on you, like having sex with lots of women, and then he comes and has sex with you, that will throw off your balance. So, like, I think it's really important for, I mean, <laughs> partners, both of them, to, like, be really hygienic. And a really nice way of doing it is just, like, making hygiene, like, a sexual intimacy thing um, between two people. Yeah. But, well, we we could get into that in the post episode if you guys want to talk about that. Well, yeah, because I have a really funny story about about hygiene down there. Oh, you gonna go now? You gonna do this now before we? <laughs> no, thing for the post episode. Oh, okay. I want to tell a funny story about <laughs> <You're> now feminine <laughs> hygiene. Okay. The post episode. Okay, post episode. All right, we so we got post episode. But yeah, just want to say thank you guys for coming on the episode. Happy White Day Wednesday. If you guys have any comments, please. Please do put them on there if you guys have any ideas where you want to talk about or if you guys want to come on our post episode because we're opening up to people to come on here um, and hear their ideals, right? More, more women, yeah, hopefully. Women or you said just people? 
Okay, maybe. Okay, well, anyways. All right. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate you guys coming on. And yes, I will post all this beautiful content on YouTube, on the website. I'm working on something, so a, a big project here. So I'm letting you guys know we're I'm working on something at the end of this week. Me and, uh, me and my friend's actually doing it. He's partnering up with us. So um, more social media content will probably be up there. Appreciate Kylie for running the social media too. Like, a lot of people's comments. So thank you. So I want to thank Kylie for supplying the memes. Yeah. Memes so it's Kylie over here. You got a lot of people like laughing about it, like sad faces, emojis. Some yeah, man, hundred percent. You know, hundred like whatever people call it, fire lit. So right on for that one. So that was good. That that's not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking credit for it. It's Kylie. It's all Kylie. She's running that. So uh, but yeah, if you guys want to, it's all on the Instagram too. So. But I'll reinvite you guys all in for the post episode because it's going to end soon. Alrighty. But all I'll right. see you guys. Tune in to the next episode. See you guys Bye on the next episode. All right. Peace.